0: This message is presented to you by Pastor David Lambert and Exceed Life Church in Virginia Beach, Virginia. For more information, visit ExceedLifeChurch.org. Well, I want to keep you encouraged in fasting. Praise God. I remember that um, I went on a Body for Life contest one year. And it was, uh, it was a, an all-natural bodybuilding contest. And, uh, you know, you had to eat right, get your eight hours of sleep, and you had to be disciplined. And, uh, but I remember that uh, what kept me going on this, on this it was, it was for 12 weeks. So 12 weeks you had to eat right, work out three times a week. My mom went on it, my dad went on it, my brother went on it. It was called Body for Life, and I got in the best shape of my life, but In the process of doing that, I had to keep reading about, you know, I had to keep looking at pictures of what I wanted to look like. I had to keep reading on health. I had to keep reminding myself. Look at your neighbor and say, remind yourself. And we got to keep reminding ourselves, you know, and and that kept me on track. So what am I saying to you this morning? I'm going to remind you that fasting and prayer is the key. to to receiving more from God, and you can't forget. And, uh, you know, uh, know, I I preached my message last week, and some of you probably remember part of it, but you need a little bit more. Say, I need a little bit more. So today I'm going to talk to you about fasting and prayer. And this is part two, and this is biblical reasons to fast. Biblical reasons to fast. And number one, uh, biblical reason to fast is to humble ourselves. To humble ourselves. You know, uh, King David humbled himself with fasting, as it says in Psalms 35, 13. But as for me, when they were sick, my clothing was sackcloth, and I humbled myself with fasting. So we got to understand this, that the the theme of uh, of pride and humility goes all through the Bible. And, And we understand this, that that, that the enemy is constantly trying to get us to rely on ourselves, to rely on our own abilities, to rely on our own smarts, to rely on on our own talents, to rely on our own money. no no no, 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 you need to uh, claim dependence on God, amen and we, and this is what we 're doing this, this 21 uh, days of fasting. What we're saying is we're claiming dependence on God, that we can't do it in our own power. We can't live this life in our, we need the grace of God. How many people need the grace of God in here? I got to have the grace of God. So, so we need to understand that, 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 that pride is, is is self-reliance. It's relying on yourself, but uh, humility is relying on God. Remember Jesus said he could do nothing unless he saw the father do it first. Unless, unless the father was doing it through him he could do nothing. And I want to say this to you this morning. You can't do nothing without God. Amen. And we got to get a revelation of that. And, and, and in Proverbs sixteen eighteen, it says pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before the fall. So we got to always constantly be guarding ourselves from pride. Any kind of pride will take us down. Amen. And that's the reason why we are fasting and praying, because we're declaring that we got to have God in our life, that we have to have a God encounter, that we have to have a God revelation. Can I get a witness in the house today? And I, I need God. I need God more than any time in my life. I need God today, amen? A lot of times we think we need God when we're encountering the problem. See, we, that's, you do need God when you're encountering the problem, but you need God more when you're not encountering the problem. Because when we're not encountering a problem, it, it causes us not to rely on God as much. When we get a problem in our life, when we get an issue in our life, A lot of times, that's when we start really praying and fasting. And some of you might say, well, I don't have any issues right now. Wait, the storm is coming. (laughs) You might not have an issue right now, but you might have one tomorrow. Why? Because the devil is working out something for your demise. He's trying to do something against you. And and so, again, we need to have a wake-up call. Look at your neighbor and say, wake up. So we need to have a wake-up call. So, so, it, so it says here that pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before the fall. In Matthew twenty three twelve, it says here, Whoever exalts himself will be humbled, and he who humbles himself will be exalted. I don't know about you this year, but I want to be raised up a little higher. I'm preaching to somebody today. I, 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 I want God to elevate me to another level. I don't want to stay the same. I don't want just the status quo. I don't want average. I don't want that. I, I, I want to be a plus plus in God's book. Amen. A plus plus. Can I get a witness in the house today? And, so, and so, so we see here that, that if we uh, humble ourselves, we will be lifted up. In James 4, 6, it says, but he gives more grace. Therefore, he says, God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Amen. So here, if we're, if we're acting in pride saying, I don't need to pray. I don't need to give. I don't need to fast. Uh, uh, I don't need to do these things. You know, uh, You're acting in pride. No, you need to do these things. You need to walk in uh, the processes of what God wants us walking in. The the, the three disciplines that I talked about last week, the discipline uh, of giving and praying and fasting. These are things that we need to be doing all the time. Can I get a witness in the house today? That was a week. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. Amen. We need to be giving, praying and fasting all the time, even in the great Fasting chapter in Isaiah 58, it talks about that when you fast, you need to give to the poor. Oh, I'm preaching today. I'm, I'm preaching today. So we need to be, we need to be ready to, 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 to give out of ourselves. In James 4.10, it says, humble yourself in the sight of the Lord and he will lift you up. Let me back, back up again to James 4.6. It says that God resists the proud. God resists the proud. I don't want to be resisted by God. I want to be embraced by God. I want God's presence to be on me. I, I want God to be, you know, that, that's when, when, when the Bible says when we humble ourselves, it's his power that lifts us up. You don't, you know, God says in his word that, that he raises one person up and he can bring another person down. That, that exaltation comes from the north. And God is looking to exalt some people in the house today. God's looking to exalt you. Mm, I'm preaching. God's looking to what, exalt. What are you talking about, pastor? I'm talking about he's ready to give you a financial blessing. Oh, man. He's looking to, he's looking to heal your body. I'm, he's looking to heal some relationships. Restoration in the house of the Lord. He's looking to raise you up. Why? So you can be glorious in His kingdom so you can be salt and light that He's calling us to be. And I'm telling you, sometimes in this walk, my fire tends to dim everyone and I'm preaching to anybody today. Does your fire ever dim every once in a while? And we need to get re-fired with the Holy Spirit by, by spending time in His Word and spending time in prayer and spending time in His presence. So that we get, if we, listen, man, if you're going to lead people to the Lord, they got to see God in your life. And if they don't see God in your life, what do they see in your life? And I've got to have God. I've got to have the remnants of God on my life. I've got to have the glory of God. I'm contending for the faith. Amen. And you have to contend for the uh, faith. Amen? So, so, so he says he gives grace to the humble. One place he says he gives more grace. And I'm telling you, God's grace is his power and his ability to help us live this life victoriously. Amen. That's what his grace is. His grace is to help us live victoriously down here in this life. And God always causes us always to triumph in Christ Jesus if we're depending on him. Say, depend on him. So, so we see here in James 4.10, humble yourself in the side of the Lord and he will lift you up. Two keys to godly humility through prayer and fasting, God will raise you up, he will promote you, and God will give you more grace. And I don't think there's anybody in the house today that doesn't want to be raised up. I don't think there's anybody in the house today that doesn't want more grace of God in your life. And when you have, the, when you have more grace, you have more ability. Oh, I'm preaching today. Amen. God's grace will enhance your abilities. Amen. Remember, the, uh, remember the, the children of Israel? Remember uh, Shadrach, uh, uh, Meshach, and Abednego, and Daniel? Remember they, they were taken in uh, to the Babylonian uh, territory, and King Nebuchadnezzar was raising up people to be in his court, to be advisors. Remember that? And remember that they decided not, I don't know if you remember this in chapter 1 of Daniel, that they decided not to eat the king's food. Or drink the wine. Remember that? And, and what they, they wanted to be, honor God with their eating. And, and remember that they, they honored God with their eating. And then, then they were, you know, after a period of three years of being trained, they were brought before King Nebuchadnezzar. And remember that, that King Nebuchadnezzar compared them with the others. And remember what, I don't know if you remember what he said, but he said that they were ten times greater. Ten times more wisdom. I don't know about you, but I want God to add 10 to me. Oh, I'm preaching today. I want God to add some 10 to me. Glory to God. In other words, I want God to make me 10 times more beautiful. No, 10 times more handsome. That'd be better. Yin's already 10 times more beautiful. 10 times more handsome. I'm a guy, so you want to say handsome. Amen. Why can't men be beautiful? No. No. Amen. In the animal kingdom, it's like the animals that are, are male, they're, 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 they have, they're more beautiful than the females because they got to attract the, the females. I don't know if you've heard that before. But God wants us to be ten times greater. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm going for the ten. Amen. And so, and, so, and so number two, God wants us walking closer with him. Uh, what's that old song? Just stay closer, walk with thee. Just a closer walk with thee. Amen. And, I, and you know, he walks with me and he talks with me and he tells me that I'm his own. Amen. And that's that's the kind of relationship God wants us to have. In other words, he wants to have he wants us to have a living relationship. We don't serve a dead religion. We serve a living faith. We serve a living Jesus. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? It's not just dead religion. It's living faith. And God wants us living our faith out in joy and peace and love, glory to God. Knowing not what we know, but in whom we know. It's not what you know, it's in whom you know. And do you know Him? And so we got to keep getting a greater revelation because you know what? You can lose sight of who God is. I'm preaching today. You can forget. The God that has set you for... You can forget about all the miracles that he has done for you through your life. You can forget by being self-reliant and, and, and now you're in a certain place in your life and now you have money in the bank and you, you, you're healthy and your kids are doing good, you can start to forget all the good things that God is actually supporting you. He's the one that's strengthening you. Yeah. He's the one that got you there and, and if you keep depending on Him, He's going to keep you there. Are yeah. oh, you listening to what I'm saying to you today? So I just, I, I want to keep Walking close to God. In James 4.8, it says, if you draw near to God, God will run from you. <laughs> That's right. It doesn't say that, does it? That's the reverse translation this morning. No, if you draw near to God, what will God do? That's a promise. You can't seek God without God seeking you. You can't draw, it's an impossibility for you to draw near to God and for God not to draw near to you. That's an impossibility. Some people say, I can't seem to connect with God. Then you're not really drawing near to Him. Because if you draw near to Him, He will connect to you. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? And so in Mark 2, 18-20, it says the disciples of John and the Pharisees were fasting. And we talked about this last week. And, uh, and we see that they weren't fasting, uh, the, the, the disciples of John and the Pharisees. But uh, Jesus, uh, they were fasting, but Jesus' disciples wasn't fasting. And really what the bottom line was that Jesus was with them. They didn't need a fast. But Jesus actually said, in the day that I'm not with you, you will fast. So saying that really, that, that if you need... A quick answer in prayer. You need some revelation. You need a God word. Well, well, if you depend on God and and you start fasting, disconnecting to the world and start praying, connecting to God, God will answer your prayers. God will start speaking to you. And most of us, what we need in this life is we need a God encounter. We, we need to hear from God. We, we need God to reveal something to us. We were in prayer on Wednesday. And we don't get prophecy all the time, but we had a prophetic word that went forth on Wednesday. And, and basically what the Lord said was, he said on Wednesday, I am your source. And I'm going to say this to you this morning. God is your source. Amen. He's your everything. You are not your own source. Your job is not your source. Your rich relatives aren't your source. The government's not. Oh, I'm preaching now. Are you here? (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Are you here? The government's not your source. Say, if I don't get my government check, I'm in trouble. No, you know, man. Get that government cheese. Amen. They used to give out government cheese. Amen. I'm telling you, I'd rather have what God wants for me. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. I know one preacher, he, would, he was taking care of orphans. And, uh, and he would pray and he, he had a lot of orphans to take care of. And, God, and, and he just believed God that the food would come in and people and pe- trucks would drive up. I heard this one truck broke down and the food was going to go bad. And they said, we're in front of your place. Would you like to take all this food? God can get it to you. God can get you the provision. God can give you the grace. God can move on people's hearts. Like last week, I was blown away when you guys gave me my birthday gift, you know. And I was like, wow, you guys are amazing. And you know, and it was just amazing that I mean, I, I mean, that was a lot of cash. And Yin said, "I know exactly what to do with it." Amen. There you go. <laughs> good things for good good spouses that know what to do with with the money. It, it seems like the spouses know how to handle the finances, right? They know what to do with it. Glory to God. And she, I know exactly what to do with it. Amen. No, she didn't say that. Amen. She, <laughs> She didn't say that. She's shaking her head. I, I I'm not a control freak. Amen. <laughs> she's not a control freak. Amen. She didn't tell me anything. She did say she wanted to buy something. I think. No, she's still nodding her head. No. Okay. So, so the word of God, the word of God got to become personal to you. You got it. <laughs> the word of God has to become personal to you. Amen. So, so number three, uh, we need. We need God uh, to reveal to us his word in a greater way. We, we need to understand his word in a greater way. And when we, if you, you know, the word and Jesus are the same. Jesus is the word. He became flesh and he dwelt among us. And if you know the word, you know Jesus. If you're getting the word in you, the more Word you get in you, the more Jesus you're getting on the inside of you. I don't know about you, but I need more Jesus on the inside of me. I need more Jesus. And I need more insight. You just can't live off yesterday's revelation. You can't live off it. You've got to have fresh manna. Give us this day our daily bread. I need fresh manna every day. I need a fresh word from God. I need God speaking to me through his word. Amen. And in Luke 24, 13 through 27, this is a great passage. This is called the road to Emmaus. And this is what, what, after Jesus, it was on the third day that Jesus was resurrected. Amen? And, 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 and he was just crucified and was real fresh. And let me read this account to you. And behold, two of them were traveling. These were disciples of Jesus. That same day to the village called Emmaus, which was seven miles from Jerusalem. And they talked together of all these things which has happened talking about what has just occurred about Jesus being crucified. So it's why they conversed and reasoned that Jesus himself drew near and went with them. So Jesus actually showed up with these two disciples. But their eyes were restrained so that they did not know him. So this is interesting that, that, that Jesus didn't want to reveal to them who he was. And he said to them, because, you know... I'm going to say this, faith sometimes is a mystery. Our walk with God, the Bible says we see dimly. We don't see the whole picture all the time. That's why we got to walk in faith. That's why it's a faith walk. We don't know exactly what's going to happen tomorrow. But we step out in faith and keep walking with God anyway. You don't have to have guarantees what's going to happen next week. Amen. But, but you can tr- you got to just trust God no matter what. And it says here that, they, that, that it was restrained so they did not know him. And he said to them, What kind of conversation is that you have with one another as you walk and are sad? Then one of the, the, whose name was Cleopas, answered and said to him, Are you the only stranger in Jerusalem? And have you not known all these things which happened there in these days? Talking about the crucifixion of Jesus. And he said to them, what things? So they said to him, the things concerned Jesus of Nazareth, who was a prophet, mighty indeed in and word before God and all the people and how the chief priests and the rulers delivered him to be condemned to death and crucified him. But we were hoping that it was he who was going to redeem Israel. Notice that. Indeed, besides all these, today is the third day since these things have happened. Yes, a certain wo- woman in the company who arrived at the tomb early astonished us. When they did not find his body, they came saying that they had also seen a vision of angels who said he was alive. And certain of those who were with us uh, went to the tomb and found just as the women had said. But him they did not see. Then he said to them, now this is interesting. This is what Jesus says to them. And this is where some of us could be at in our walk with God. He says, oh, foolish ones, slow of heart to believe in all the prophets have spoken. So, so he, he, in other words, we can be slow to believe. We can be slow in heart. And and it's interesting because they, they, they had the scriptures. Jesus kept telling them that he was going to be. How could they forget that Jesus kept telling them all through his ministry that on the third day he was going to be raised from the dead? How could they forget that? And then they had the, you know, the angels proclaiming. They had the witnesses of the ladies going to the tomb. The the body wasn't even there. And they still wasn't believing. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? Can we we be in church and, and hear words that will encourage us? And then once we leave church, we forget those words and start to disbelieve again. It's easy to forget the words of Jesus. And so he says, O foolish one, slow in heart, to believe in all the prophets have spoken. Ought not the Christ have to suffer these things and to enter into his glory? And beginning at Moses and all the prophets, he expounded to them in the scriptures the things concerning himself. And I'm going to say this, as we read our Bibles, we should always be seeing Jesus in every scripture that we read. Because Jesus is, is presented through the book of Genesis, all the way through the book of Revelation. Jesus is in the beginning, in the middle, and in the end of the Bible. Jesus is the centerpiece of the Bible. Can I get a witness in the house today? And we need to be seeing Jesus. We need to begin a revelation of the goodness of God in our lives. Amen. Number four, we need to find... Uh, God's direction in our lives. The, the, the most important thing that you can get from God is direction. It is, it is for God to reveal to us what we need to be doing. I need a plan from God. See, in this fasting of 21 days, you need to ask God to give you a plan for this year. You need to ask God to show you what he wants you to do this year. You need to get a plan on believing God for more this year. Abundantly above, more than you can ask for God wants you writing down a plan. Can I get a witness today? And I'm telling you, you need to write down something that will blow your mind. In other words, believe that God's going to do the impossible. In Proverbs 29, 18, it says, Where there is no vision. This is the amplified, and this and basically no redemptive revelation of God. See, we can't we we can easily forget who God is. Listen, John uh, the uh, the Baptist. See, he was thrown in prison, and uh, and you know he was waiting for his execution, and and apparently you know he didn't get a visit from Jesus, and he as he was in prison. He, he started doubting who Jesus was. And see, at the very beginning, John is called the forerunner of Jesus. He, he was the one to bring the people's hearts in a place where they could receive Jesus. John got the revelation uh, that, that Jesus is the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. John actually said that. But how could he be in prison now and, and then he sent his disciples to Jesus, and his disciples went to Jesus and said, Are you the one, or should we look for another? Did you know that John actually sent disciples to ask Jesus if he was the one? How could he do that when, when he was the cousin of Jesus? When, when he knew all the miracles behind it, he must have heard that Mary you know, was pregnant immaculate conception. And, and, and he was filled with the Holy Spirit. Listen, it doesn't matter how full the Holy Spirit you are. It doesn't matter what your position in God is. You still can forget. And so, and so he forgot because he was in the problem of life. And the problems of life will cloud our judgments, will cloud us from seeing the goodness of God. Amen. And so, and so, and so finally Jesus said... Uh, you know, he he started performing miracles, and then he said, "Tell John the blind see, the deaf hear, the lepers are cleansed." And the poor has the gospel preached to them. In other words, what Jesus did was he didn't answer the the uh, John's disciples immediately. He went ahead and demonstrated the kingdom of God. And what does God want us to do in this life? He doesn't want us just to be hearers of the word. He wants us to be doers of the word. He wants us to be demonstrating. How many demonstrators do we have in the house today? What do I mean by demonstrating? I mean you need to be praying for people, laying hands on people, casting some devils out. Amen. That's true. You know, the the devil has a lot of people all caught up in entertainment. And and we're watching the new series, the new TV shows and all that. And we're all caught up in that. We should not be caught up in that. We should be caught up in doing life. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? And so, and so we need to get fresh direction. So where there is no vision, no redemptive revelation of God, the people perish. But he who keeps the law of God, which includes that of man, are blessed, happy, fortunate, and, 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 and blessed. Amen. So we see here that we need to get a God vision. See, what gets you up in the morning? It has to be a vision. You have, there has to be a desire for the end results. You've got to have a vision. You know, when David uh, came to the battleground and, and uh, Goliath was taught the armies of God, he, he heard that if somebody would kill Goliath, he heard that, that, that taxes would be paid for his family and that he would get the daughter's hand in marriage and that he would be connected to the king. Do you know what David got? Some vision that day. He got a vision of, "Hey, listen, I want, I want my, my taxes paid. For. I want to be a hero for my family." He got a vision that day. That vision prompted him to 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 fight Goliath. That vision caused him to 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 go against this this enemy that was possibly 10, nine feet, ten feet tall that had, that was trained as a child in combat. He had a vision of what he wanted from God. And guess what? God helped get it. And you know what? When he he faced Goliath, he said, "It's, it's not by my hand that's going to take you down. It's by the power of God. And I'm going to say this. If you're going to win in this life, if you're going to win this year, it's going to be because of the power of God working on the inside of you. And what we're doing is we're we we're, we're, we're making room for God in our life. We're we we we're opening uh, our our hearts up to God in this twenty-one days of fasting and prayer. Glory to God, Amen. And we know in Acts thirteen that 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 Paul and and, and Silas uh, was was uh, and Barnabas. Paul and Barnabas was was with other apostles and prophets. And they prayed and God gave them the commission to go out and witness and and do all that God called them to do. Paul raised up many churches because of the revelation that God gave them. And God is trying to give some revelation to you today. He's trying to give you revelation and he has a plan for you. A good plan to give you a hope and a future. He he wants you to be debt free. He wants you to be abundantly supplied. He wants you to be healed. He wants your relationships to be blessed. Glory to God. Do you believe that today? Glory to God. And number five, we need to pray and fast and believe God for healing and deliverance from evil spirits. Amen. I'm telling you, the enemy, the devil is working against the church. And the devil is working and trying to, you know, sickness doesn't come from heaven. It doesn't come from God, it comes from the devil. Say so. It is so. The enemy's the one that's behind sickness. And I'm telling you, the enemy is trying to make people sick. Amen. You're the healed, and the people and the and the devil's trying to make you sick. Yes. Amen. And we gotta learn to stand strong in God. And when you fast and you pray, God can give you revelation. He can show you what you might need to do to, to help you. I remember this one minister, Brother Copeland, he was dealing with headaches. And uh, he, started, he, he took a couple days out to fast and pray, but while he was drinking his coffee. And uh, as he was drinking his coffee, the Holy Spirit said, it's the coffee that's giving you headaches. And, he, and I, I'm not preaching against coffee today. Glory to God. I'm a coffee man myself. I got a cup right here. Hallelujah. A cup of java. I'm not trying. But for him, the Lord told him that it's the coffee that was causing him problems. Now, there are a lot of good things about coffee. Amen. I'm not going to shoot it down. But, but if, for him. And so he laid it down. And the headaches quit. God gave him Revelation. And when you're fasting and praying in Isaiah 58, 8, it said your light shall break forth like the morning and your healing shall spring forth speedily and your righteousness shall go before you and the glory of the Lord shall be your rear guard. So I like that, 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 that your healing shall spring forth speedily. Glory to God. I remember my mom was dealing with an issue where she had to go for surgery for this issue and she decided, the doctor said, you need to go to surgery. And she said, well, I think I'm going to try the fasting and prayer method. And she fasted and prayed and every symptom left her body. And and she and she never had that surgery. Are oh, you hearing what I'm saying? What I'm saying to you today. I'm saying I'd rather, I'd rather get close to God, yeah. fast and pray, get my healing, than have to go through another method. Now, I'm not against going through doctors. I'm not against getting... Medical help. Thank God for that. You can add that with your faith. Hallelujah. But, but it's nice to be able to not have to go under the knife. And so she fasted and prayed and she's still healed today. Isn't that right, Mom? Glory to God. Amen. So, so we need to be delivered. We need to be delivered from weights and sins. I talked about it last week, but there's some areas in our life that can be holding us back. From what God wants to do in our life, there might be areas in our life that we need to uh, get rid of. There might be some er- things in our life that we might need to embrace. And in Hebrews twelve one, it says, "Therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and sin which so easily ensnares us, and let us run with endurance the race set before us." So what am I saying to you this morning? I'm saying there there might be some things in our life that's slowing us down in our walk with Jesus, and all it takes is just a little adjustment. Just, just a little adjustment. Just a little adjustment. It could be something very simple, and, and God just may be saying, "Well, I, I want you just to spend a little bit more extra time with me in the morning." It might be just. It might be something. It might be something that He may want you to let go of. It might be something that he might want you to embrace, but whatever it is, if he, if he tells you to do that, it's going to be good for you and it's going to bring us into that place in in a quicker way. I remember one minister was fasting and praying. I think he spent, uh, I don't know, 20, to 30 days fasting and praying, praying and the Holy Spirit spoke to him and said, I'm going to advance you 10 years in your ministry. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? In other words, how would you like God to advance you? I'm going to advance you in your finances. I'm going to advance you, uh, you know, uh, in your health. I'm going to advance you in your relationship. I'm going to advance you. He was advanced 10 years. God can catapult you. I'm preaching today. He can catapult you into the destiny that he has for you. And I'm telling you, it's going to be good when you get there. And you're going to stay there because you're going to keep seeking God. Amen. We seek God for intervention for any crisis or problem that might come in our lives. In 2 Chronicles 20, uh, Jehoshaphat had three armies against him. And he proclaimed a fast. And he had all the people fast and prayed. And the, and the Holy Spirit moved on a prophet to prophesy and said, you don't need a fight in this battle. I like battles that I don't have to fight. I like battles that God fights for me. And he said, you don't have to fight in this battle. But what the Lord said, I want you to take the praise and worship people. And I want you to go start marching towards the enemy line. And I want you to start praising and thanking and giving glory to God. And I'm telling you, when all hell is breaking loose, when all things are coming against us, we need to start walking towards the battle lines. We need to start worshiping, praising, giving God glory, no matter what it looks like. And the Bible says, as they marched and praised, and they they put the worship team before the army, glory to God. I'm telling you, I thank God for the worship team of Exceed Life Church. Thank God that we bring the atmosphere, they bring the atmosphere of heaven down here in Exceed Life Church. Thank God. For worship. We start off with worship and we end with worship. And we might need to put some worship in the middle. Are you hearing what I'm saying? today? Why? Because that's going to cause the that's going to cause the enemy. The enemy's going to scratch his head when he's trying to throw everything at you, and you start worshiping God. He's not going to understand how to handle that. He can't handle worship. He can't handle you worshiping him. And Jehoshaphat. The Bible says that when he got to the enemy lines, there were all bodies were scattered out dead. Why? Because there was confusion in the camp, and the enemy killed each other. And it took three days for them to pick up the plunder. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready. Man, I'm I'm sounding like another preacher. amen. Get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready. Amen, what? Get ready for what? Get ready for the increase. Get ready for the blessings. Get get your mind focused on, on the plan that God has. Get ready for the breakthrough. And I'm telling you, when we're ready for that breakthrough, we're going to see great and mighty things. My seventh key is we pray and fast to intercede on behalf of others. In 2 Chronicles 7.14, it says, If my people, who are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray and seek my face. Don't just seek the hand of God in this pray, in this fasting time. Seek His face and turn from their wicked ways. Then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and I will heal their land. We need to be praying for our nation. We need to be praying for our cities. We need to be praying, hallelujah, that that there will be a God move, a revival. We need revival in America. We need God to... Re- it starts with us, though. Revival is God reviving us. And when we get revived, glory to God, we're going to be witnessing to our neighbors. We're going to be witnessing to our coworkers. We're going to be... Wit- Why? Because we're revived. And then we're going to be bringing them in. We'll be the pie piper. Bringing in the lost... The downtrodden, those that are busted and disgusted into the church. And then they will come into the church, glory to God. And then they will get saved. And then all of a sudden, we'll hear that trump. And I'm telling you, we'll be raised up on that glorious day. I'm telling you, God is doing great and mighty miracles in the house of the Lord. Did you receive it this morning? Let's bow our heads in prayer. Father, I thank you. For your mercies and your goodness, you are preparing us, Lord, for greater things. You are putting us in a place where we can receive greater, where we can go higher. And Father, I thank you for every person here in the house today. I thank you that you are preparing us, that you are moving by your spirit, that you are elevating us. And perhaps you're here in the audience or watching online and and you know you, you it's time For you to get God in your life. It's time for you to make a decision. I'm saying this to you this morning. That God is knocking on the door of your heart. And if you just open that door. He will come in. He will flood you with his love. Peace and mercy. And so if that's you today. And you never confess the lordship of Jesus Christ. I want you to pray this prayer. So you can have God in your life. Say this and mean in your heart. Say dear God. I believe. I believe. Jesus died on the cross for my sins. I believe you were raised from the dead for my justification. Today, I receive you as my Lord and my Savior. Thank you for saving me. And Heavenly Father, fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen.